0: You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring, entertaining, real. The Heidi Rue Show. So today we have Deborah Shigley on The Heidi Rue Show, and I'm so excited to talk to you about it because we're going to talk about hair. (laughs) I'm so excited (laughs) about this. And I have to say that there have been so many people that have requested this type of episode on the podcast um, because... For those of you that do listen that don't know, um, I have naturally curly hair. And so Deborah is a naturally curly hair, textured hair expert, um, and she's going to talk to us today a little bit about something that she has created. It's called Color, and it's this app, and it's basically like um, it's an on-demand hairstyling just geared toward women of color, women that have textured type of hair. And it's really solved a lot of problems. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, let me tell you a little bit more about Deborah. And after this podcast, you're going to be like, okay, she's like hashtag uh, goals, um, as far as a woman goes. So she, she's a journalist. She's a former attorney. She's a Harvard grad. She's been featured in Essence Magazine, People, Red Book. She's been on The View, CNN, The Today Show, CBS This Morning. I don't know. How in the world she's actually on the Heidi Rue Show podcast, but I'm so grateful that she is here there. Oh, yeah. And she's also eight months pregnant on the podcast. Is this your fifth? Is that right? This is my
1: fifth child.
0: Fifth child. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Like hashtag goals, right? Amazing woman. So, Deborah, tell us a little bit. You have textured hair, and her hair's gorgeous in these braids today. Um, But what was, like, the first bad hair experience that you had? Yeah, so let's see. It's prom season now, so you'll take me back
1: to my, I think it was, junior (laughs) homecoming um, when I was 15 or 16 years old. And I grew up in the D.C. area. My ethnic background is I'm half Jewish. My mom is white and Jewish and has naturally curly hair. My dad is Jamaican and has naturally curly, more kinky hair. And, um, you know, we grew up with super curly hair. The irony is I didn't really see the texture of my own hair till my 30s because I – for as long as I can remember, sometime around like eight or nine years old, we relaxed our hair. So chemically straightened it. So it was kind of like this strange jerry curl – uh-huh. thing because I wanted to look like Freddie on a different world. You remember Freddie on a different world? Uh, yes, yes, True absolutely. Summer. yes. I loved
0: a different world. Yes. Oh and her gosh.
1: hair was like beautiful yes. curls and I wanted that. And yeah. so I was like, well maybe if I relax mine, it'll look like that. And it just didn't go like that. But any <laughs> case, um so, you know, for most of my youth I had um, you know, you you kind of the mainstream salon world and Bless their hearts. You know, my mom tried took me to her stylist at like a typical, you know, strip mall salon. Mm-hmm. It was a nice salon. It was a Caucasian stylist, and she did her best, uh, but it just wasn't good. So you know, I go in, I she blows it out, and it just it was sort of like a Tina Turner, just bouffant. <sighs> And that's not what I wanted. I know that is a style, particularly right now, like kind of like the big soft blowout, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted like a smooth, very straight look. And I was just, I remember being in the parking lot basically in tears Mm -hmm. and it was an important day and I didn't know what I was going to do. And my older sister, she came a little bit to the rescue because she was about six years, she's six years older than me. And so she had already sort of... She was already like a a little bit older teen and had gone through some more hair – Discoveries, we all have like a journey, right? Oh, absolutely, it's a journey, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, she was a few paces Rocky ahead of journey me. For Ex- me, but <laughs> yes, a journey yes. nonetheless,
0: yes, yes. And <laughs> she
1: had um, already been indoctrinated into the black salon world, okay? So, um, which is a kind of a whole nother, yes. it's another system. Yep. I've um, been there, yep. yeah, and she, so she, you know, we called the salon that she'd been going to, uh, and they were like, oh, you know, just bring her over, we'll, we'll fit her in, which is kind of a typical... There's a lot of um, things that happen in, like, an ethnic salon sometimes they are uh-huh. kind of typical. One of them is, oh, yeah, we have an appointment, but there's not really an appointment. So, oh, you, okay. <laughs> so we go and kind of put my name on the list, and eventually I get my hair done, and it looked great. I mean, the stylist there knew how to handle my hair. I felt really good. My hair, I thought, looked beautiful, but... I was barely, you know, arriving on time for the picture taking scene and all that stuff because um, one of the sort of hallmarks traditionally of like a black salon and there's a whole hashtag called black salon problems and this is like very (laughs) well known so I don't think anybody will be offended. But, um, you know, is that there's like these long wait times and Mm. that you go in, there's not really appointments, you're kind of like bounced around from chair to chair, it's very a little bit disorganized, the operations aren't that great. Um, And so that was – so I had these, like, two bad alternatives, like Caucasian salon where they didn't really know how to do my hair and black salon where, like, they did, but I just – even as a, you know, 14, 15-year-old kind of knew, well, this doesn't work for my lifestyle Mm -hmm. and, you know, fast forward – Many many years, um, and really not not much had changed. I mean, by the time even when I was in my thirties,
0: yeah. So is that kind of what motivated you to start Color? Because I mean, that's a long, yeah, a long many years of frustrations, and I totally <laughs> empathize with you. And I think a lot of people that are listening probably do as well. <laughs> yeah, and
1: I think and I think this is true for
0: um, you
1: know, it's not just black women; yeah. it's women, you know. I think the beauty industry in general has been a little bit more geared toward a straight-haired customer. Yeah. Um, You know, even when you see, like, there's one – there's traditionally been one aisle that's, like, the hair aisle, and then everything else is sort of other. Yeah. You know, if you have curls, it's other. If you have ethnic hair, it's other. But – The reality is that those of us with the curls and the other and all that stuff are actually the majority. Right. About 60% of women have that to their hair texture. Really? And if you yeah, I didn't know it was that high. I mean, some you know, it's hard to like get real statistics on this, but some people say it's even closer to 80% because only a very small percentage of people have like the straight Type one hair, huh. the vast majority of the world has some type of wave, curl, kink to it, and so that, in fact, is actually the majority. Yeah. And you'd think that the industry would come along, but I think one type has sort of been held as the ideal, and that unfortunately affects, kind of, sort of like affects an inequality in like the services mm. and the products that have traditionally been offered. But so true. But yeah, but um yeah, and jump.
0: probably the training as well, right? For Absolutely because they're trained to just do the straight hair and they don't know how to even work with the curly hair. Absolutely.
1: Right? And over the years they've there have been a lot of innovators. I mean, mm-hmm. particularly with curly hair, I'm sure you're familiar with the Shams salons yes. and they have some amazing products. We dad were also leaders um for curly curly hair.
0: I'm w- so glad you just said that because yeah. I didn't know how to say the name <laughs> of it. It's like spelled if you've ever seen the product it's spelled like O I U D A D or something mm-hmm. like that. Yes. And I was like, oh <laughs> oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, dad. Oh, oh yeah, dad. Okay. <laughs> so, I'll defer yeah, to the Harvard it's of, grad. There's <laughs> a lot of mystery with these product names, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we definitely come a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the salon world there still existed a lot of segregation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's great to have specialization in curly hair salons, but even um, you know, curly hair salons sometimes they're very um Black and white regarding like only curly hair. Yeah. And, you know, for women who, if they want, if you want to wear your hair curly, that's great. But um, especially women of color, they like to mix it up. So, mm-hmm. our clients, for example, they will wear their hair curly sometimes, straight sometimes. Today I have, this is actually one of our signature looks called the Lady Braid. It's like a halo braid fishtail thing um, that's very popular for events and stuff. Uh, but, you know, they might want to do box braids one day. They might want to do a sew and weave sometimes. Yeah. So, it's kind of like, A whole different gamut uh, that, you know, you need to have a range of expertise, just like you said, that's not just... Um, one particular technique.
0: And you need to know that the salon that you go to, that they'll be able to do exactly what you're looking for, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, So Color kind of does that. The color Because it's an app, right. right, that people can download, and then they can actually choose, which is so brilliant, they can choose from the pictures of the different hairstyles, saying like, okay, right. I want that type of hairstyle. They click on that, You fi- they find a hairstylist near them, and then the hairstylist comes to them? Yes. Um, with one exception, we
1: find the hairstylist. Okay. So, yeah. So, instead of – I mean, there's things out there sort of like a style seat and things like that sure. where you can kind of do that needle in a haystack looking yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one of the things that I actually found was not great because then you end up in a weird part of town. You right. you, know, you don't know where you're going. It's not necessarily a vetted person. So, our model is um, just like you said, kind of like Uber for hair. You yeah. go on. You pick a style. Yeah, you'd pick a style, you'd pick your date and time. Um, We call it sort of like the salon in the cloud. So no matter Mm -hmm. what look you're looking for, we have a team of, you know, tons and tons of stylists that specialize in all these different areas and we know kind of who to send you. So Mm -hmm. yes, so they go through a vetting process, all the stylists and... On the day of the appointment, the stylist arrives at your house, does your hair, you're out the door payment through the app.
0: Wow, that's so cool. So is this kind of an exciting time for you and for everyone that has, you know, more of the natural texture type of hair? Um, Because it does seem like we're seeing that more in uh, movies and, you know— So I'm an actress as well, and that has been a struggle for me ever since I even started kind of auditioning more was that I felt like I I may um, fit the part as far as the essence of the person, but they're not going to cast me because I have this kinky curly hair. And especially for commercial stuff, Mm. it just doesn't look smooth and like it's not – what's the word? I guess just smooth. You know, we just I, talked yeah. about it beforehand how curly hair can go cr- cray cray, Right. Um without you even realizing right. it. So, so is that an exciting time for you or what are, what do you think about all that's going on now? I mean
1: it is. It's very exciting. I think um, did, so did you usually straighten your hair for auditions or do you wear curly? You know what? It, it
0: depends on the audition. Okay. It depended on the audition, but I will say that most of the time People have wanted it straight, even mm-hmm. if they've seen me cu- curly because I have a straight hair um, picture as well. They'll want they'll want it straight. However, lately the past couple of commercials that I booked, they want it curly.
1: That's great. I mean, so, I, I think yeah. that's and I and I think that's a trend that's sort of reflected around mm-hmm. because, uh, yeah, ch- cr- well. First is the technique, right? Mm-hmm. So I've done a lot of on-air stuff in my my history, and a lot of it, it amazes me that you could be, you know, at a green room, you know, a stylist working a green room on a national TV show and not know how to deal with all the hair types. Oh my gosh! I'm it's, sure you
0: have stories. Oh, I have so many
1: stories. <laughs> we will. This will take a longer podcast. Yeah, <laughs> of it's, all the stories, and it's crazy yeah. that you know. I mean, I always compare it to if I worked into a nail salon, mm-hmm. no matter what my skin color or nail texture. Um, No one would say, oh, I'm sorry, we don't do, Mm -hmm. um, you know, black nails. or We don't do, you know, (laughs) Asian nails or something like that. But when you walk into a hair salon or on set, sometimes there are so-called professionals who say we don't do, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know how to do X X kind of hair. Mm -hmm. And I just I think that's just ridiculous. I mean, how can you how can you call yourself a professional if you don't have a a basic level mastery of all different hair textures? Mm -hmm. And I think, um, frankly, as far as, you know movies, that's been really part of the problem, that there just are not qualified professionals who know how to handle the hair texture. Wow. So the easy solution is to just tell anyone who has some curls, oh, just get a, you know, can you just get a weave or can you can we just mm. have it straight so it'll be easier for everybody else to deal with? Um, and then, of course, you have sort of images, executives may be saying, thinking one thing is the acceptable view, or that's going to sell better, or whatever. And sometimes they're functioning from mm-hmm. their own sort of my- myopia yeah. um, about what the society is ready for. And I think a great example of that is like with Black Panther, yeah. um, which, of course, has been a huge hit this year. And my understanding is they had, um, you know, sort of a rule in their um, trailers, like, don't, There's not like a flat iron in the building because they wanted all the actresses to come natural hair. They worked with their natural hair. They didn't straighten anybody's hair. And I think I'm sure that was very liberating for a lot of the actresses to feel Mm -hmm. included and just able to come to work and not really worry about that. Because it's a big deal as as an actress or or somebody on set. Absolutely. Absolutely. and so we see that, we see a lot more natural hair in commercials, mm-hmm. we see a lot more natural hair on the red carpet, um, the Met Gala last night, there's just a lot of creativity, I think, mm-hmm. and it's really inspiring.
0: That's so awesome. Yeah, I I will tell you one story that it was on a commercial shoot, and and the hair person, she was like, you know, she w- you could hear her kind of huffing, <laughs> like, <"Ugh." laughs> you know, like messing with my hair. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, come on, woman. It's probably not that difficult. And so I just said to try and kind of break the tension. I'm like, I know, my hair is so difficult, you know. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it is so difficult. And I just was so crushed because I thought – Okay, I know that it's kind of crazy and quirky, you know? Um, but you just got to work with it. <laughs> don't work against it, you know? I mean, and that's not your
1: it's her job, do right. you know what I mean, as right. the professional. Right. She's the one who's supposed to. And I think that's honestly what happens a lot of times. Stylists mm-hmm. are intimidated because they don't have the I went to beauty school in Mexico City. Yeah. Um as one of the many things I've done, <laughs> you know, in in my past and I will tell you, it's very I mean, I might have gone to Harvard and been a lawyer and stuff, but it's very scary to, Mm -hmm. like, be in that service professional role behind someone and you're about to – you're looking at a head of hair that you don't necessarily know what to do. And this is – you know, I was a beginner. Sure. And I think that carries through if they don't have – Um, consistent experience with the hair texture. So their discomfort and intimidation is coming out and how they make you feel as a client. And I think that's historically been just the experience of so many women with curly hair and you feel like it's your fault and you're less than. And that's not cool. And that's really, I mean, part of our mission. I mean, it really is our mission that women who, no matter what your texture is, you feel included, you feel like the stylist can handle it, has a no-hair-is-too-difficult attitude, and that it's really a partnership in great hair. Because the fact is, if you have curly textured hair, a lot of times you're an expert in your own hair. I mean, you're kind of- So true. Right? You come to the table with, you you can kind of walk in, you have probably, especially if you do on-set work, right? You Mm -hmm. come in with a recipe for, this is probably going to work, that's probably not going to work, how about you try this, what brush are you using? Like, you you really know your hair. um, And so- you know, I think that's—it's really kind of the next phase of the stylist-client um, relationship. That's more an empowered client, but also a stylist that is not just the boss. The stylist mm. that knows that clients between YouTube, between different hair textures, they're very informed. And it's about us kind of producing a great result, not just one person being responsible for a transformation and the other person totally vulnerable in the chair.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And it's such a great reminder too for us to speak up, you know, because I think a lot of times I know I've been afraid to just say like, hey, uh, I don't, you know, actually what you're doing right there, that usually doesn't work for my hair because I feel so bad because they're the expert, but that so encouraging just to remind ourselves, you know, we do know our own hair, so it's okay to say that. Um, Okay, so speaking of difficult hair, (laughs) what are some of the biggest mistakes that us curly haired, textured haired girls make on our hair to cause havoc? So um, there's, assuming we're talking about women who wear wear their
1: hair curly most of the time, right? Okay, so if you wear your hair curly most of the time, I'd say probably the biggest mistake is too much shampooing. Mm. So there has been this movement, um, you know, kind of led by the diva chancelons um, of the sort of no poo, which basically is like... Um, The idea that traditional shampoos strip your hair and curly hair just needs so much moisture that you can get away with not using a traditional shampoo for weeks on end. Mm -hmm. And that, you find, really does make a big difference. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of their products. I kind of alternate myself between curly hair, straight hair, all different kinds of hairstyles, obviously, because of my work. But um, I really do find a difference when I'm doing the the no-poo method, co-washing. Your curls just seem to... They kind of come to life in a different way, and it yeah. really cuts down on frizz. So, tell me, what is co-washing? So, co-washing is like conditioner washing. Conditioner oh, okay. washing. It's gotcha. a little more popular in like the um, ethnic natural hair world. Mm-hmm. I think on more of the like the the. And this is politically incorrect, but I'll just just so people can understand sure. out there. Like, but if you were on like um, like Diva Curl's product website or We Dad, they probably would um, talk about it more as like a um, conditioning cleanser. Or um, no poo is another Mm -hmm. sort of buzzword where it's not really a shampoo. It's more like a conditioning cleanser.
0: Okay. Um,
1: And so you use that in in place of shampoo Mm -hmm. because the idea is that conditioners also do help. You really focus on the scalp. And conditioners also do help cleanse the scalp, but without that stripping. So let's say, uh, you know, your curls last – how long do your curls last? Like a day or two or Yeah, do you want- a day or right. two. I okay. try
0: and go three days. Right. But by the third day, it's like you may want to put a hat on, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. So the curls still have definition up through like your second or third day. um, And then you probably need to saturate it again with some kind of water in order to get that bounce back and like that nice definition. So instead of doing a shampoo and condition, you could try like the cleansing conditioner option. okay, And that would help your curls retain their Mm -hmm. shape and definition and less
0: frizz. a
1: Is typically one of the most dramatic changes people can make.
0: Yeah, that's great. What about silk pillowcases? Do you advocate those? Absolutely, yes.
1: So it makes a huge difference. So silk uh, is less – there's less friction because Mm -hmm. it's more moisturizing than your typical cotton pillowcase. And it's softer on the hair, so it helps cut down on frizz. It helps cut down on – You know, just dryness in general. And also if you have like so this is a style, for example, that you would wear like every night. I mean this I can wear for a few days. Mm -hmm. You tie it down with a silk scarf.
0: Okay. Just so that it
1: doesn't get like fuzzy. And so all of that for curly hair, for any type of style you're trying to preserve is great. Silk pillowcases are great.
0: So the silk scarf helps it not get fuzzy? Exactly. So you so you know, to do that. Right. So after
1: especially with a look like this, you could like little things would pop out or whatever. Um, it helps. Yeah. Silk scarves are very popular in the black community. Yeah. They're becoming more popular, I think, across the board, mm-hmm. bonnets and scarves and things like that because they're very helpful to retain moisture and mm. reduce frizz.
0: Oh, that's great. Have you always left your hair or has there been a struggle back and forth with a, a love-hate relationship? That's what I say about my hair. I yeah. hate relationship. I, I wouldn't say it's a love-hate relationship. Okay. I would say it is
1: a, definitely a, a personal discovery. Mm. I didn't know my hair until so i went natural me so that's like a big buzzword now in the more in the black community i think um basically meaning many black women of a certain age like in their 30s or 40s now um they grew up not really knowing their hair texture because chemical relaxers straighteners and by the way things like keratin treatments japanese hair straight it's all the same thing it's all Mm -hmm. like a permanent chemical chemical straightener for your hair Mm -hmm. all the same thing But anyways, we grew up not really knowing our hair texture. And for a variety of reasons, um, both that it's more socially acceptable, health reasons, all that kind of stuff, um, people have gone natural, meaning they stop chemically relaxing their hair. So me – I decided to do this when I was um, moving to Mexico City, Mm -hmm. and I was at that point more... I mean, of course, my first question was like, what am I going to do about my hair? Yeah, I mean, that's... Oh,
0: (laughs) absolutely. I would be right there with you, girl. Be right there
1: with you. Exactly. And at that moment, I was more afraid of... um, you know, the possibility of a really bad chemical scenario happening in a foreign yeah. country with a oh, language gosh. barrier <laughs> um, than I was about confronting what the heck is really my yeah. hair about. And so long story short, I, it's called transitioning. I transitioned and it is. It's very weird to be a 30 – I guess I was maybe 33, 34-year-old woman and you're mm. kind of looking in the mirror like – a teenager or yes. a kid, like, kind of examining, like, yeah. what is my curl pattern and what is that and, like, yeah. how do I control that and, experience, like, trying all the different products. And I think, um, you know, it's interesting how your journey takes you. I think starting color sort of all around the same time was a, a very interesting sort of exercise in walking the walk, right? Because, you know, if you're going to... R- kind of lead a hair company. I mean, we're a a small, relatively company, but still even just having a vision for what we want it to be. If you're going to lead something like that, you have to be comfortable wearing your hair all different Mm. ways, you know, and that, um, you know, my husband, we've been married 10 years. My husband happens to be Caucasian. He knows a lot about black hair now. But 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 anyways, he, I don't think he's, he did not see my curly hair until I saw it when I was, you know, I think a couple years ago. And like those first times you wear it different ways and like with friends from college. Yeah. And they see it and they're like, it's a, it's, it's, I don't want to say traumatic, but it's, it's a, it's really a process of self-discovery and self-acceptance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with that. I totally agree. And especially I know for me, I've been trying to wear it down more Mm because it's so short right now. And, um, and I went, I did the whole relaxing thing and Mm -hmm. that damaged my hair because my hair, while it is like the kinky curls, Mm -hmm. um, it's also really fine, right? Like right. Cauc- like a lot of Caucasian hair, so and African American hair, actually. and African American. Yes, that's, that's true. That's Mr. misnomer. That's, that's very that's, true. That's, 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 that's the very misnomer. true. Um, and so I always, uh, so it, anyways, it's been kind of this journey to even get it back to healthy and and everything like that. But it's so short, and I just. Like every time it's down, I'm like, oh, like inside of me, I'm like, I just don't know if I like this. But what do I do? It's here. It's me. It's my hair. And, yeah, it's like every day I feel like I just have to go, okay, (laughs) this is what you get, you know. And you just got to embrace it and go, well, I'm just going to wear my curls and be happy with it. I mean, I think um – For
1: me, becoming a mom was a big part of that Mm -hmm. because – and maybe it's sort of a a guilt component, right? Because if I have time to share like one more story, my – when we lived in Mexico, so my daughters, their hair is straighter than mine, but it's still very curly, like spiral curls. When we lived in Mexico, the hair was very, very straight. A lot of the people Mm -hmm. around them, you know, it was just very, very straight, almost like native um, Indian texture Mm -hmm. hair. And, uh, you know, my, I remember my daughter's – my older daughter, she's, like, three at the time, would be in the tub, and she loved to, like, stretch it out like Ariel, you know, so it would be, like, very straight <laughs> uh-huh. and, like, wet. And I just would, like, see this out of the corner of my eye, mm. and I knew she was sort of emulating the hair around her. And when we moved back to Atlanta, um, she – we live in, like, the East Lake community, so my kids mm-hmm. go to Drew, and there's a lot of diversity there, all different kinds of hair textures and everything – And um, one day, one morning, I was like brushing her ponytail to kind of like, you know, if you wet it, it gets straight and you kind of like, you know, fix it up. And she was like, no, 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 mom, don't, don't, like, don't wet it. I want it to be really puffy and frizzy like Zaire's hair. And like, I mean, every time I tell that story, I kind of get choked up Mm -hmm. because it just reminds me of like, you know, her seeing other types of hair textures as normal, as mm-hmm. just that's a cute look on my friend. Yeah. And I think as a parent, those messages, the converse message can be so quickly um, cemented that if I were to ever say something like, well, your hair looks better straight or your hair is good hair over bad hair or all of those things as a child, um, you know, it starts really young. yeah, And to be able to have the confidence to wear my curly hair from time to time. It's not right. like my favorite look. I don't – I love it, but then I like after a week don't love it. I'm right. like I want to change <laughs> it up and want to do something different. Um, but even those times I do, I know – I hope that that sends a positive message to them of self-acceptance, yeah. you know what I mean? And if I didn't, so I don't know how you can
0: – you know what I'm saying? Like no, I don't know. I totally agree with you. Yeah, that's totally it's totally true and it really is it's all about your attitude it's all about it has nothing to do with anybody else. What anybody else is saying, it's you believing. Right. Hey, I look great, and my hair is such, so cool, <laughs> and such a gift. And I'm gonna wear it proudly. And you know, yes, sexiness in the eye of the beholder. So, yeah, absolutely, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Um, so tell me, after all of this, I mean, the you know, being a journalist, an attorney, and and starting this at the color app, um, what is one of the things like maybe lessons or or just kind of a rules to live by, maybe philosophy or something, that you feel has impacted your success the most throughout the years? Well, I think the biggest lesson
1: is to get away from perfectionism. And I think that, um, you know, I obviously, you know, I, I went to Harvard. I mean, it's a certain kind of competitive environment there. Um, I did go into law. It's another kind of competitive environment there. <laughs> I will say that, um, you know, lessons I've learned from entrepreneurship and also being a working mom who's an entrepreneur is that there there is no perfection. There's forward motion. There's forward motion. And if you get stuck on just any one little thing, if you're searching for perfection, it's – you're just going to be in constant – like a constant um, like hamster wheel kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that's – it's – it's not good yeah. and I and I think so that's been a big lesson that mm-hmm. you know whenever if you're thinking about you know if there are people out there in the audience who are thinking about starting a business or have an idea and want to do something you know don't wait for perfect there's never a perfect time just start
0: mm-hmm. just start
1: where you are keep going um, you know you'll if you have faith and if you believe that you'll mm-hmm. get the you know signs at the right time and all the lessons you're, the hardships are part of the the bigger picture and um, you know, you'll you'll find your way and it'll work out. Mm-hmm. So that's that's for me, been
0: Yeah, helpful. That's great advice. So tell us how we can get color and yeah. kind of follow along with um, the app and you and everything. Yes. So we so you can download our app on iOS.
1: Um, probably the easiest way is to go to our website, which is getcolor.io. That's G E T C O L O U R.io. We spell it the British way. Um, just. <laughs> to be different i guess um but because she's a harvard grad (laughs) you can do whatever you want (laughs) but you can also follow us on instagram um just for style inspiration and just to kind of see how our um you know women-led startup is doing with our you know ups and downs all that kind of stuff Um, and that's get underscore color um yeah
0: Okay, awesome. Well, Deborah, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for sharing just kind of your journey and everything that you've discovered even about your own hair. I think it's really inspired. It's inspired me and uh, encouraged me. And I think it probably has other people too. So thank you so much. Thank you. This is fun. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people. So she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Heidi Rue. Also be kind because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it.